From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB, Victor Kilo 4, Bravo Bravo, or VK4 Baker Baker, take your choice. Alrighty, broadcasters, now each week all you rebroadcasters receive an email as soon as the news is ready to download. The news is always available from the WIA website, wia.org.au. However, for WIA National News, that email that we sent out also gives several backup sites, one operated by the VK4 Q News crew, the other courtesy of VK7AX Tony. So when you get your weekly email, you will always have two or three sources each and every week. A second email to that group is sent weekly, that being the tally sheet, that of all the callbacks received from our dedicated band of news rebroadcasters. And more details even on the news is available from the news page on wia.org.au. Radio to plan digital extension to regional Australia. Communications Minister Malcolm Turnbull has released a report which recommends establishing a digital radio planning committee. This for regional Australia, chaired by the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA. A key thrust of the report is for the government to remove obstacles and facilitate industry planning and implementation. There are incentives to focus prompt action in regional areas, such as the removal of who can provide digital radio if regional services are not on air by mid-2018. The report also recommends removing the current restrictions on new digital-only licensees, both in metropolitan and regional areas. Australian radio listeners have demonstrated strong support for DAB Plus Digital Broadcast Radio. Since the launch of DAB Plus Digital Radio in metropolitan Australia in late 2009, DAB Plus Digital Radio listening continues to outperform expectations, with 3.2 million people, or nearly 25%, now listening to radio each week, using a DAB Plus digital radio in the five metropolitan capitals. 26 vehicle manufacturers are selling cars in Australia that now include DAB Plus digital radio, and more than 190,000 vehicles with that technology have been sold. ANZAC 100 focuses on the Kokoda track. During World War II, along a narrow 96-kilometre track over the rugged Owen Stanley Range in Papua New Guinea, 625 Australians were killed, over 1,000 wounded. The Battle of Kokoda Track lasted four months following the enemy landing in July 1942 and was one of the most significant battles fought by the Australian military forces. As we reported last week, it will be commemorated twice in the WIA ANZAC 100 program. The Eastern Mountain District Radio Club has the call sign VI3 ANZAC for a week from July 20. The Kokoda Memorial Track in the Dandenong Ranges National Park at Ferntree Gully in Melbourne's Outer East is to be part of the VI3 ANZAC commemoration with other EMDRC activity from its club rooms in Burwood. Vince Anderson VK7VH will also be on the air as VK100WIA from Hobart on July 21, the day in 1942 when the enemy landed at Gurna on the Papua North Coast. Australians and Papuans stopped the invaders reaching Port Moresby. The extraordinary event was on hot, humid days, cold nights, torrential rainfall and tropical disease. 
the enemy was within 40 kilometres of Port Moresby, vital to Australia's defence. However, they were pushed back and abandoned their plan. Now it's part of our history, linking Australian soldiers and the Papuans, who we call the Fuzzy Wuzzy Angels because of their supportive actions and frizzy hair. All of the Anzac 100 events are on the WIA website. Additional Anzac suffix callsign events are invited to join. For more information on this, contact WIA Director and Vice President Fred Swainston, VK3DAC. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. WIA Board Talk. The WIA Board sets its key strategies for 2015-16. The WIA directors at a recent meeting reviewed the spreadsheet on its strategies, deleting a few that had already been completed and setting new priorities. Now ahead of it to seek goals and objectives are a range of key priorities that include a review of the current committee structure, the website and online presence to steadily build on its existing strengths, communications in all forms to help members be better informed, the LCD remake timing with it its ultimate revision of our regulations, recognising that do-it-yourself hobby maker groups do exist and how best to engage that activity for the benefit of amateur radio, spectrum planning involving government, IARU and ITU developments. The strategy spreadsheet is visited regularly by the WIA board as part of its meeting agenda. Across Australia from VK1 WIA... You are tuned to the WIA National News Service in VK5. It can be heard on VK5 RLZ on 439.975 MHz at 0900 hours Sunday. I'm Alan, VK5, Mike Alpha Kilo. Now these days, what WIA National News could go a bulletin without mentioning those pesky little balloons, the high-altitude balloons? Well, in VK1... The monthly meeting, the 22nd of July, will be a presentation on high-altitude balloons by Ravi Rudd, and it'll take place on the 22nd. Included in the presentation, information on the radio techniques used. VK3 Amateur Radio and Party Balloons, Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club, invite the public to Amateur Radio and Party Balloons, a presentation by Peter Barrett, VK3PB from Amateur Logic Television. Amateur radio enthusiasts are always at the forefront of the latest technologies, and now it is Pico Balloons, those small balloons with a payload consisting of a GPS receiver, computer transmitter and antenna. These balloons are tracked by radio, you can see it on the internet, and can reach altitudes of thousands of metres, travelling thousands of kilometres. Peter will discuss how to assemble a Pico Balloon project and the types of equipment that can be used. The evening commences at 7.30pm Friday, July 17 at the First Bendigo Scout Hall in Vine Street. Now, a gold coin donation would be appreciated. Tea, coffee and biscuits are available. For more information, the man to see, Kevin Crockett. VK4 July 18, Caboolture Hamfest. Finally, what looks like the true date, and for this we do thank John and the crew at Lismore's Summerland Amateur Radio Club in VK2. This is Graham VK4 Baker Baker. It's to Ben VK5 Double B. Good morning. If you're listening to this VK1 WIA National News Program before 1200 UTC Sunday the 12th of July, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group in VK5 have two special event stations on air now. The first is the official WIA National Headquarters Station 
using the call sign VK100 Anzac and are participating in the IARU HF Championships contest. The IARU HF Championships encourage amateurs to contact as many other amateurs, especially IARU member society headquarters stations, around the world as possible using the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. Operation will begin at 1200 UTC Saturday and is ending at 1200 UTC this Sunday the 12th of July. Look for VK100 Anzac WIA today and give us a call. Better still, why not give the IARU Championships a go yourself? Details are available on the ARRL website. Further to this, from Saturday and today Sunday the 12th of July, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group are also activating the special event call sign VI5MCP at the Moriota Conservation Park. This will be the opening of two weeks of activation of VI5MCP from the 11th through to the 26th of July. The aim of this special event station is to celebrate the 100th anniversary and to further promote awareness of portable operations and awards. This special event is in celebration of 100 years of proclamation of the Mariota Falls Pleasure Resort, which we know now as the Mariota Conservation Park. The 100th anniversary of the park is on Wednesday the 15th of July 2015. So there you have it folks, two special event operations are on air now. Get out there, either in the shacks or portable in the field. Make some contacts and give the special event activations a call. Further details may be found on the AREG website at www.areg.org.au. I'm Ben, VK5 Bravo Bravo for the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. What use is an F call? As you might know or recall, I don't have HF at my QDH. So far, my DX activities have been using other people's equipment and using my 12-metre squid pole when I'm either camping or set up at some waterside location. This seriously curtails my activities, and I'm keen to do something about it. Over the past few weeks, I've been looking at different options. It's a process that everyone goes through, and sometimes you come out of it having gained some experience. I'm not shy in asking questions, but the replies are sometimes a little more difficult. I've heard the try it and see reply many times, and while that's fine, if you have a money tree in the backyard, it's not really going to work for me. I've also been advised to homebrew a solution. While I'm all for that, I've built a few minor things, if I add up the money I've spent on homebrewing antennas, I'm not doing so well. It's $5 here, $2.50 there, a roll of wire, a pole or two, sockets, plugs, rope, you name it. It's in my shack. I reckon I've spent more than enough money for the moment on building things that don't quite work as advertised. Of course, I'll be the first to admit that I've learned heaps doing it, but at the moment, all I really want to do is get on air and make some contacts. I hit on the idea of getting a heavy-duty bootlip mount and using the same mount for HF and VHF UHF. I realise I won't be able to use the same antenna, or that any antenna that claims to work all bands is likely to be pretty inefficient, so I'm getting geared up for having several monoband whips and exchange them as I need to. I'm not expecting to operate while I'm on the move, but I would like to be able to turn my engine on and drive away once I've had enough. My squid pole prevents that, 
since packing up a 12-metre fibreglass pole with ground wires is not a trivial affair. I looked at screwdriver antennas, contraptions that physically move bits around to tune the antenna. The only one that everyone agrees works is a hulking big Kodan antenna. If I have a truck or a four-wheel drive, that would work great, but my little Holden Cruise is not suited to such a monster. The Yesu ATAS-120 antennas seem to be pretty fragile, and I'm guessing the dust on a dirt road would seriously affect it. I saw several others, but so far none of these stick out. I'm leaning towards a 10, a 15, a 40, and an 80 meter whip, four in all, centre-loaded, 2.2 metres long each. I don't yet know how they pack away, if I have to retune them every time I put them together, or even if they're built to be dismantled. They're made by Diamond, but the jury is still out on whether this is actual a usable, useful solution. The journey continues. What experience do you have in your adventures? I'm Ono, a Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima, Alpha, Bravo. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Nepal earthquake comms wind down. Emergency communications on 20 metres arising from the Nepal earthquake have now been cut back. Main communication systems in the area are now generally working normally and although there may still be some emergency related traffic on other frequencies, 14215 kHz is essentially now clear. Partly as a result of the amateur radio response, the Indian government is planning a number of amateur radio related emergency operation centres. In its latest industry update, New Zealand's Radio Spectrum Management, RSM, has detailed new capabilities for detecting unlicensed radio communication signals anywhere and anytime in New Zealand. The authority has commissioned a new mass signal detection and analysis system which enables its radio inspectors to scan multiple bands and return a table of active frequencies. RSM said the upgrade better equips the inspectors to detect unlicensed signals in a crowded spectrum and improve frequency compliance audits and interference investigations. The mass signal detection and analysis system can be activated either locally or remotely via internet control. At a recent FIFA soccer event, RSM inspectors trialled the additional capability based on a geolocation technique. The result quickly returned a geographic depiction of where a transmission of interest was located. RSM said it plans to progressively increase its capability to improve the probability of intercepting unlicensed and or interfering radio signals and thus protect and add value to radio communications in New Zealand. INDEXA officers and board of directors have announced their intent to encourage de-expeditions to provide humanitarian aid and services benefiting individuals and communities they visit on de-expeditions. Additional funding is available when a de-expedition submits a plan to provide humanitarian aid. The plan is approved by INDEXA and the plan is successfully completed and documented. The incentive can be as much as an additional 15% added to the financial support offered to the de-expedition. The UK's Daily Mail newspaper reports that a judge's wife is attempting to block planning permission for an amateur radio antenna. Martin Golf 8 Oscar Foxtrot Alpha, former Emeritus Professor of Molecular Vaccinology at St George's University of London, was first licensed in 1977 and is understood to be a keen VHF, UHF and microwave operator. When Martin applied for retrospective planning permission, Judith Cutler objected apparently complaining about alleged interference to her internet and TV. 
In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2, LAW. Operational News on Felix, VK4FUQ, Dateline 2015. Trans-Tasman Contest, 18 July from 0800 hours UTC. 1010 International Summer Contest, August 1 and 2. Remembrance Day Contest, August 15 and 16. Oceana DX Contest Voice, first full weekend in October. Oceana DX Contest, CW, second full weekend in October. Just a reminder that the 2015 International Amateur Radio Union HF World Championship is this weekend, July the 11th at 1200 hours UTC and July the 12th at 1200 hours UTC. The object of the contest is to contact other amateurs around the world, especially IAIA officials and members of Society HQ stations in as many ITU zones as possible. The South African Radio League, SARL, will be taking part in the IAIA Championships 11-12 July contest with the call sign ZS9HQ. Just another one to listen out for and work. Special event stations, DX, Beacon, Repeater and NetAvice. VK7RCH, 6 meter repeater. Over the past few weeks, upgrades have been undertaken at the VK7RCH repeater site at Grey Mountain near Signet. All credit has to go to Michael, VK7MRS, for his tireless efforts and a job well done. 6 meter repeater has a half-wave flare pipe vertical coverage. Seems to be quite favourable now. However, the opposite of VK7RCH are looking for additional signal reports. Frequencies are as follows. Output 53.700 MHz. Input 52.700 MHz. No CTCSS tone is required to access this repeater. However, for those who wish to use the tone decoder in their radios, the repeater has a 91.5 Hz on transmit. The repeater may even encourage some activity from across the ditch from some ZL stations when openings occur. Lou, W4LT, will be operating from Montserrat now until the 17th of July. He will use the call sign VP2MLU. QSLs go via the home call. European Russia, UA. Special event station UE40SA is QRV until July 20 to commemorate the Apollo-Soyuz test project 40 years ago. QSL via GM0WRR. UK. Thorpe Camp Museum ARG is holding a military radio week from the 11th to the 19th of July. They will be using GB4TCM and MX0TCM for the event. Clubs and individuals are invited to use military radios to make contact with the stations if possible. Stan, EI60X will operate from the Seychelles as S79OWZ from the 16th to the 30th of July. He will be on the northern side of Mahe Island with a clear takeoff to Asia. QSL manager is RX3RC. New AGM Trophy Gallery on website. The RSGB presents a variety of awards and trophies every year with the presentation taking place at the AGM and the RSGB convention. A gallery of the AGM trophies is now available to members on the RSGB website at www.rsgb.org forward slash AGM dash trophies. And further galleries including contest awards are under preparation. A great initiative from our good friends in the UK. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Winningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Who's this we see at the WIA Q News Workbench? It's the Maker Gang. Well, we've got a message about amateur radio to the DIY Makers. Amateur radio builders and tinkerers have a lot in common with the modern do-it-yourself makers of things. 
In the US Make magazine, Ward Silver, N0AX, explains how he had been a ham since 1972, leading to an electrical engineer career and for the last 15 years as a teacher and writer. He explains that radio amateurs can build homemade equipment or modify existing gear, giving them great flexibility and allowing experimentation. As a maker, said Ward N0AX, you are probably most interested in the electronics, but you never know where this might lead through amateur radio that's really a thousand hobbies in one. The access to frequency ranges from shortwave to microwaves enable radio amateurs to communicate by voice, picture, text and data. The WIA noticed Maker Fair-like events in Australia last year, at which radio clubs set up stands run by selected members to show and tell related amateur radio activities. While the radio clubs ran their own stands, the WIA offered promotional help that included important tools of posters, brochures and media release guidelines. If you want to read the full Make magazine article, a URL is contained in the text edition of this VK1 WIA news broadcast. Best read at wia.org.au. I'm Brian VK3GR with Worldwide Special Interest Group News, beginning with ARDF. The WIA ARDF coordinator, Jack VK3WW, reminds all that the 10th IARU Region 3 ARDF Championships are held in JA from the 6th till 12th of September. To Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ATV. Crowds flock to BATC at Frederikshafen. More than 200 radio amateurs visited the British Amateur Television Club stand at the International Amateur Radio Exhibition at Frederikshafen. BATC Chairman Noel Matthews, G8GTZ, described it as a very busy and worthwhile three-day event promoting both amateur television and the BATC. Enthusiasts from across Europe and beyond were shown demonstrations of the latest reduced bandwidth digital television projects. Many commented on how impressed they were with the MPEG-4 picture quality using just 500 kilohertz of bandwidth. BATC membership is now more than 950 people. To Worldwide Special Interest Group, CW, from the Fists Down Under newsletter for July, we learn that an article on the home of the Catalina in northwest Victoria has won first prize in the Editor's Awards. The editor, Chris VK1CT, has announced the first prize goes to Thomas VK3EO of Swan Hill for his article, Morse Code, Flying Boats and Underground Bunkers, published in September 2014. The Flying Boat Museum was also VI3 Anzac on the Anzac Day weekend and reported in the WIA journal Amateur Radio Magazine. The Fists Down Under Editor's Award second prize went to Ian, ZL2AIM, who wrote about constructing the HF Packer Amp, published in March 2015. To Worldwide Special Interest Groups, IOTA. Jim, Phil and Matt will be QRV as F slash G6AY slash P from Sembray Island, one of the rarest European IOTA groups, EU157 on 26 to 28th of August. They will operate CW only on 30 through 10 metres with two 100 watt stations and vertical antennas. Activity will be during daylight hours only as it is not permitted to stay on the island overnight. You can QSL via G3SWH. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Amateur Young Timers 
On Saturday, June 27, the International Youth Meeting was held during Ham Radio Frederikshafen. This event was hosted by German Youth Coordinator Annette DL6SAK and IARU Region 1 Youth WG Chair Lisa PA2LS. An interesting discussion took place, which was started by KDO7KAY, pointing out differences between German and US radio amateurs. One of the main topics was the difficulty of obtaining an amateur radio license. This seems to be a problem in several countries. Depending on fees, minimum age, location of experimentation, level of exam questions and learning material. Slides have been released of these presentations. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Summits on the Air. VK1 is planning a simultaneous two to three hour activation of VK1 and nearby VK2 soda summits on Sunday morning, 2nd of August 2015. That's 2300 UTC August 1. Soda slash VKFF stations will be operating on HF SSB on 7 and 14 megahertz. Other HF frequencies may include 10, 21 and 24 megahertz. On HF CW for 7 and 14 megahertz. Soda 6 and 10 meter challenge. That's 50 decimal 150 USB, 52 decimal 2 USB, 28 decimal 460 to 28 decimal 490 upper sideband. For VHF and UHF, you can find them on 144.2 sideband and 146.5 FM. Also, 432.2 sideband and 439 FM. All activations are subject to weather and change. Check Soda Watch for timing and frequency details. To worldwide special interest groups, lowdown. In the USA, the Federal Communications Commission is inviting comments on its recent proposals to permit a secondary amateur radio operation on 137 kHz and 479 kHz. Amateurs would share some of the frequencies with other users such as unlicensed power line carrier systems. Comments are due in by 31st of August. Depending on the results, the bands may become available sometime after that. Rewind. To rewind, a look back in history. Cyrac, the world's first computer to play music. It filled a room the size of a double garage and had only a fraction of the brain power of the cheapest of electronic organisers, but it could play. Australia's first computer, the fourth in the world, was a supercomputer for its time. It's 1949, revolutionising everything from weather forecasting to banking and playing the first ever computer music. It is believed to be the world's only surviving first-generation computer. Before Cyrac... If you wanted to do mathematical calculations in Australia, you hired a person, usually a woman, who used a calculating machine, either mechanical or hand-cranked. He or she would do about one operation a second, whereas CIRAC could do 1,000 operations a second. Even if you only used CIRAC for an hour at a time, you could do the amount of work that would otherwise have taken 20 people a week. The newfound computational power was initially used by scientists researching everything from the thermal properties of buildings to the mysteries of the cosmos. It had a hand in the design of several early Australian skyscrapers and was instrumental in performing the river flow analysis needed to build the Snowy Mountains hydroelectric scheme, and it substantially increased the reliability of weather forecasting. Later, there were commercial applications too, such as loan repayment calculations, the kind of thing a bank can do for you now as you stand at the counter, but which in those days was considered quite remarkable. 
But it was Cyrex's ability to play music that has helped ensure its place in computing history. It seems the first tunes were played between 1951 and 1953, and these are now believed to be the earliest played anywhere in the world. A video of this was first broadcast on ABC's Quantum program in 1999, and a link is in our text edition. Alrighty, we have. We've reached the end of WIA National News for yet another week. Let's have a look at the social scene for July. July 11-12, that's today, this weekend, in VK3, Gipstech 2015 is in full flight. July 18 in VK4, Caboolture Hamfest. July 18 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest at Cranbourne. July 25 in VK3, Alara's 40th birthday lunch at the Novotel Glen Waverley. Details VK3 VIP at wia.org.au. September 12, up in VK4, Sunfest, Wombai, also in VK4, September 25, 26 and 27, it's the Chark AGM Weekend, Camp Fairburn, near Emerald. October 2 to 5, VK4, Cardwell Gathering, Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. October 25, in VK3, Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Hamvention at the Greyhound Track. October 25, in VK4, Gold Coast Hamfest, Broadbeach. And we move on to November, the second Saturday of November in VK3, QRP by the Bay. Details from VK3YE. With that, yep, we have. We've reached the end of the news. We'll do it all again next week, right here on your favourite radio station. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.